Hello, welcome to Sideline Story, a podcast all about sports and sports stories behind the scene. I'm Yang Guan, and joining us here are Brandon Gates and Fu Yu. The Los Angeles Lakers have fallen short for their hopes of reaching the NBA playoffs. They missed the postseason again after being blocked out in 2019. LeBron James was sidelined due to injuries in the decisive game against the Phoenix Suns. It's only the fourth time since James entered the league in 2003 that the NBA superstar has failed to reach the postseason. Today we will have a look at the Lakers' disappointing season. Stay tuned. Well, five months ago, I remember. Fans and media had high hopes for this Lakers squad. Some even called them the Big Five. LeBron James and Anthony Davis won the NBA championship together with Lakers already. The new arrivals of Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard are all big names, though they were not in their prime time. Lakers fans were all excited about their about the new lineups. Um, Brandon, when you first heard the news、uh, about the Lakers' roster ahead of the season, what were your expectations in terms of how their season would go? Look, I don't think anybody expected them to finish the season so early.、Uh, but there's been a number of factors that I'm sure we'll discuss throughout the podcast that I think led to their failure this season.、Um, especially considering how successful they were very recently,、um, I don't think anybody saw this coming. You know, like you said, with the roster that they put together. But as we as we continue the chat, we'll we'll kind of get into the details of why we all think that it didn't go according to plan. But just in terms of the beginning of the season and all of the media hype and just fan hype around this particular roster, I don't think anybody saw this happening. I think I don't think people expected them to be as successful as they were in their championship winning season. But I、mm-hmm. don't think anybody、um, could have predicted them,、um, you know, bowing out so early. Yeah,、um, at the beginning of the season, I really don't have、uh, any specific expectation of where they would end up in the standings. But at least I was counting on them to make the playoffs.、Mm-hmm. So not reaching the postseason came as a shock to me, who's not been paying a lot of attention to basketball.、Um, I'm sure to a lot of people, even those who know nothing about basketball, the Lakers are always among the teams that、mm-hmm. they most frequently hear people talk about, and. It seems that their last NBA championship was not that long ago, so I definitely wasn't prepared for their absence. But without the Lakers, I think、um, their absence will open up the possibilities, and、uh, there will be many teams to look out for during the playoffs. Although,、mm-hmm. given their form, even if the Lakers had made it into the playoffs, they probably Won't be making that big of an impact.、Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and as you mentioned, actually the Lakers have gained huge fan base in China. Some diehard supporters have been following the team since the late Kobe Bryant played on the team with Shaquille O'Neal. LeBron James joining、uh, the team brought even more attention to the resurgence of this club. So to many fans in China, seeing the Lakers miss the postseason is very surprising yet very disappointing. Even 
heartbreaking、um, a result. Here are some comments from an online Lakers fan community in China. Some fans、um, said, "Quote: It's a very ugly way how the Lakers got knocked out, and Lakers should stop using injury as excuses. As the Clippers also have long injury lists, the star players don't deserve their max contracts. These sort of things are all over the internet these days." Well, if we look at the lineups, the Lakers have two MVPs and four players on the squad are included in the shortlist of the 75 stars of all times the NBA announced this season. Such a luxury team failed to make it into the playoffs. I guess throughout the entire NBA history, it's very rare to see, and I believe this will be remembered in a very long time by fans and media. Um, I mean, if you think about it, as the NBA has changed the rules about the qualification for the playoffs, now、um, teams that rank in top six in the conference standings are guaranteed a spot in the postseason. While teams sitting seventh to tenth would compete in the play-in round for playoff berths, this actually has lowered the threshold, giving more teams chances of qualifying for the、um, playoffs. But the Lakers still can't even make it into the top top ten in the fifteen-team conference. Brandon, what do you think are the reasons behind Lakers' failure this season? I think there's multiple reasons, but unfortunately, I think、uh, the number one factor we have to start with is the coach Frank Vogel. I think、mm-hmm. um, you know, with the roster that he had, I think any head coach, you know, I think his number one job needs to. You know, be to get the best out of his players, and eleventh best record in the West is, you know, completely unacceptable. And you know, they brought him in because he's a defensive-minded coach, and just for some reason this year the team just you know didn't carry out those principles. So、um, I think that he might be the first casualty of this disastrous season. And then again, we've been talking about the roster. You know, the likes of LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony. Dwight Howard, Ray John Rondo,、mm-hmm. these are all massive names, but I think it's because of you know achievements that they've had in the past. I think a lot of the superstars are unfortunately you know at the latter end of their career, or even you know possibly the end of their career. You know,、mm-hmm. unfortunately for them, the NBA is a young man's league, and I think a team with the oldest roster,、um, you know, is just not able to compete in the modern game anymore. And you know, of course, we do. We we mentioned injuries a little bit earlier, and I think the injuries to Anthony Davis really hurts the Lakers. But I still think that's not enough of an excuse、um, for them to have finished where they did. And then another massive factor, I think Russell Westbrook. I think everyone was expecting LeBron and Russell to have this, you know, unbelievable partnership and chemistry between the two of them, and for some reason, it just didn't happen.、Um, you know, they both weren't、um, very. Adept to playing with each other, they weren't passing to each other,、um, and then individually,、um, Russell Westbrook just wasn't performing. And even though LeBron James was still performing at an exceptionally high level in attack, I think he was still averaging like 30 points per、mm-hmm. game. He just wasn't contributing defensively, and we can't really expect、yeah. that from someone that's 37 and also has to carry so much of the burden in、um, in offense. Um, so I think you know the fact that some of their star players weren't playing at a high level; they were aging,、um, and a lot of players weren't taking the the responsibility on the defensive side of things. I think these are just a couple of factors、um, 
that led to to the um, you know unfortunate failure of the of the Lakers this season. Mm-hmm. As you said, um, there would be too much for thirty seven year old James to carry out defensive roles, defensive duties on the team. But um, some other role players they don't defend that well, and um, the chemistry between Westbrook and James is not quite there. Some Lakers call it a disastrous partnership between Westbrook and、uh, James. For you, what led to this catastrophic season for Lakers?、Um, I think there must be many things that. Went wrong this season for the Lakers, but from a non-basketball fan's point of view, I think injuries were among the main reasons.、Mm-hmm. Um, the big names that we've all been saying, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, only played twenty-one games together, and、uh, of course, James. James's recent injury further reduced the Lakers' attacking power in the most critical games, and also probably the the team relied on the three players and other bigger players too much and trusted them too much, which I don't think is a healthy way for a championship chasing squad to function.、Mm-hmm. So I think、um, from other than the players, from the coach to Uh, the management will also need to reflect on how they fared this season, what went wrong for them, if they want to have a chance at all of coming back into the playoffs next season.、Mm-hmm. There are lots of elements the Lakers need to take into consideration、uh, when they rebuild this team.、Um, the Lakers won the NBA championship in 2020 based on. A squad led by James and Davis. I would say they still have this foundation for title contention,、um, or at least to be one of the best teams in the league. However, signing the veteran players like Russell Westbrook,、um, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard, while abandoning young guys like、um, Kyle Kuzma, Caruso, and role players who are key in defense tasks like Pope. I mean, it, it was a、uh, Bad decision from the managerial level.、Um, look at the stats; their defense efficiency ranks twenty-first in the league, offense twenty-third. The whole team just can't keep the same game intensity and the pace with other teams. Of course, Davis has been bothered by injuries a lot this season, as well as James, and it's part of the reason to explain their uneven performances. But the whole team just looks sloppy. Um, there are too many players at the tail of their career with heavy legs, as Brandon said. I think it's the main reason of their failure this season. It's not James' fault. It probably it's not、um, Coach Frank Vogel's responsibility alone. It's just they don't have the right players.、Um, well, though the regular season is not over and Lakers still have games to play. Speculations are already feeling that James would leave LA. James also hinted that he would love to play alongside Stephen Curry, though realistically,、uh, realistically, it's not very likely to happen because、um, Curry has signed the max contract with the Warriors already. They are also saying that James would like to return to Cleveland or join Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks in the off season. Voices are all over the place guessing James' next destination. 
Brandon, do you think LeBron James will remain with the Lakers next this season? I think so. I mean, you know, he might want to be a part of the rebuilding phase. He might want to hold on to the likes of, you know, Davis and Russell Westbrook and then maybe bring in some more defensive-minded players as opposed to just bringing in a whole team of superstars that don't perform well together. Or he might want to, like you said, you know, go back home to Cleveland or rejoin some other superstar in another team. But I think what will be crucial for LeBron James is that I think he does need another star player next to him, but then the other three players on the court need to be able to either help with the the long-distance shooting or on the defensive side of things. So wherever he does end up, I hope that he doesn't make the same mistake that he has made this season and just create a roster of individual superstars and just, you know, brings us more cohesive team together. I think it's easier said than done. You know, you don't know how certain players are going to perform. You don't know how certain players will be able to um, mesh together and combine to create a, a, a strong unit. Um, but who knows where he'll end up next uh, season. We just have to hope that wherever he does end up, he'll have some help on the defensive side of things, particularly, and ends up in a team that is more of a team and not just five individuals on a court. Mm-hmm. But we have to admit it that um, the Lakers have little room to for reform of the roster because um, they have too many contracts <clears throat> going on and uh, they just cannot get rid of big contracts like Westbrook uh, at the current stage. Um, for you, if you were uh, in James' shoe right now, um, Would you like to, you know, stay with the team, um, hopeful in another season to get better, or, you know, leave it, live it, leave the team and uh, find some good places to, for the title contention? Ah, oh. <laughs> I think if I were in his position, I would stay. Um... Because I think for someone like LeBron James, first of all, because of his age, um, at 37, he may not have many years to play at his top level, mm -hmm. uh, in his top form, uh, if it's not declining already. Uh, apart from his form, only such a big team as the Lakers can offer him big contracts and opportunities to release his full strength. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yeah, he he needs great players alongside him to make him the absolute leader in this team. And also from the franchise's perspective, I don't think they would want to let him go because despite the injuries, James still managed to average 30 points this season. He also set many records, including becoming the second top scorer in the regular season in NBA history. All these factors considered, I think LeBron James and the LA Lakers are still a good match. And I think the partnership will continue next season. Yeah, I agree, um, because um, James, when he first uh, decided to join Lakers, um, part of his reason is from the commercial perspective, right? Because LA is a big market. Um, he must be thinking about a lot about um, his uh, post-playing um, career. When he retires, LA is a perfect market for him to extend his, uh, you know, commercial values so yes i guess he will remain in la but um, next season may still look 
not very bright for him, for the team. Anyway, um, even though James is 37 years old and age, many other players would already consider retirement. James still displayed rather efficient performances this season, as um, you guys mentioned. An average of 30.3 points, 8 rebounds and 6 assists per game. They're not very shabby stats. These are actually some solid numbers. James even scored 50-plus points twice in a single game. Brandon, how would you evaluate James' season performance at his age? I think it's incredible. I think the points that he's putting up and some of the statistics that he's putting up, particularly on attack, he's putting up 30 points per game at the age of 37 is pretty incredible. Like we said, he's broken numerous records and he's performing extremely well. On the offensive side of things, I just think that it's impossible for a team to expect him to also perform as efficiently on defense. You know, I think that's not the reason that they brought him in. That's not what people expect him to be mm-hmm. doing just from the even from the beginning of his career, but especially at this age. So I think he's had a very productive season, especially considering his age and some of the injuries that he's been struggling with and also considering that a lot of his teammates have either been injured or not performing at levels that they were expected to. So I don't think too many fingers can be pointed at LeBron in terms of the overall failure of the LA Lakers this season. I just think that he needs a lot more help around him, particularly defensively. And it will be interesting to see if that does happen with Lakers recruitment or if it happens with him being on another team and being surrounded by defensive players you know, in another franchise. Mm-hmm. It's really um, unrealistic to count on James single-handedly to lead LA Lakers into the post-season. Basketball is still about how a team works together. Um, clearly, as we said, the chemistry of the whole Lakers roster was not there this season. The players don't fit with each other quite well. However, the idea of piling up the big names on one team has been a way many teams have tried in recent seasons in their title pursuit. Um, From the big three of the Boston Celtics to the James Wade Bosch Miami Heat team to the recent Warriors dynasty with Curry, Durant, Thompson and Draymond Green, it seems like it's now the only way to win the championship, uh, accumulating big stars, despite the fact that it would somehow sacrifice or compromise the squad depth of the team. But uh, looking at the Lakers this season, does it mean this formula of putting three or four superstars together on one team has failed? I think the idea of bringing three or four superstars together still works. However, they all need to be performing at their highest level. They need to be performing, you know, how we expect them to. They need to be... Their actions need to um, kind of coincide with their star name so they can't just be a star name and then not perform Mm -hmm. at a high level or be injured throughout the entire season because then it kind of defeats the purpose and then also if you have players that are not playing at the highest level or are injured and you sacrificed that for squad depth then you know it's going to lead to a failure of a season like we've seen now with the LA Lakers so I think that formula still works but then you yeah you need to have them performing at the highest level you also need to have them at least have two or three players in support, particularly defensively, or you need to have superstars that can perform 
on both sides of the court. Um, so, you know, you can't have aging superstars. You need to have superstars that are, you know, playing at their peak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the LA Lakers got it wrong this season. I think they had superstars that were still performing at a relatively high level, but they were either injured or, you know, not meshing well with the team or, or at the latter ends of their career. Um, so that formula only works in terms of bringing superstars together if they are still superstars, if that makes sense, not former superstars. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I think there's nothing wrong with having as many superstars as they can afford, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a guarantee for success. Um, superstars such as LeBron James could determine the strong links of of a team, but how far that team can go will also depend on how far these superstars can carry the weak links. Um, like they need to be the spearhead of a team, and they should be able to propel the whole team to move forward. Like when they are playing at their highest level, they should also inspire other players to um to bring out the best performance in themselves um apart from their forms i think chemistry is also important which we've mm-hmm. discussed unfortunately this season for the lakers it's not quite there um how well the big stars work together among themselves and also how they fit into the rest of the squad um and i think there's also pressure for the upper levels uh, again for the management um, they need to think how to keep everyone happy happy uh, if you you've got a happy leader you've uh, there's better chances that you'll have a mm-hmm. more successful team brandon from a fan's perspective it's if teams have too many superstars it means some other teams they may end up with some mediocre ones and uh, some games between some lame teams can be less entertaining do you agree I think so. I think, you know, when a whole bunch of superstars only go to three or four franchises, it kind of dilutes the league a little bit and makes certain teams a lot less competitive. But at the same time, it also gives opportunity for those teams to kind of bring in new, fresh talent and potential superstars for the future. So it kind of has its pros and cons. I don't think it's affected the overall strength of the league this season. I think we're still seeing an, you know, a, a large number of teams that can still compete for the for the championship at the end of the postseason. But I think you know having too many superstars um, in one or two or three teams is not necessarily the greatest idea. Um, but I don't think it's affecting the league too much. I just think that. It's a formula that we have seen work in the past, um, and we also have seen, you know, certain teams, you know, create superstars, not necessarily, you know, have a superstar that becomes a winning team or becomes part of a winning team. Um, so, just in terms of all the superstars being in two or three teams, I'm not, not necessarily sure that's the best way forward for the league. However, I don't think it affects the overall competitive of the league too much um i just don't think it's bringing the success to these franchises that they were hoping for it does work in certain instances when you do have you know superstars that are playing at their highest level and can play together and also have a bit of squad depth particularly on the defensive side but you know just focusing on our main topic with the la lakers We've already discussed why it didn't work for them, and it'll be interesting to see if they learn from their mistakes next season, and if also other teams also learn from from the mistakes that the Lakers have made this season. Mm-hmm. 
whether the era of big three or even big four has gone or not,、um, I don't know. But、um, if we look at the top teams in the in the NBA this season, the Suns have a very deep squad with some key role players. Of course, they still depend on the likes of Chris Paul or Devin Booker to score in the clutch time. Their team works as as one for most parts of the season. And then other teams like、um, the Grizzlies, the Miami Heat, including defending champion the Milwaukee Bucks, they only have one or two star players on the team. And for the rest of the squads, there are many supportive role players. They have guaranteed the game intensity of the teams before the superstars can further add their talents and upgrade the team strengths to another level. It may maybe a how a balanced team should look like. Instead of simply、uh, signing big names for now. Okay, with that we will wrap up this episode of Sideline Story. For more information, you can also check our website radio.cgtn.com. See you next time at Sideline Story.